Stand Up For The Truth is sponsored by Lakeshore Communications Incorporated and made possible by your generous tax-deductible donations at StandUpForTheTruth.com slash donate. This is Stand Up For The Truth, a packed hour of challenging discussion addressing important issues and topics affecting Christians across the nation. Join the conversation via email at comments at StandUpForTheTruth.com. Now, David Fiorazzo. Hello, brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you, truth proclaimers and defenders, for tuning in to Stand Up For The Truth and for sharing us on social media. Uh, we are thankful you do it because we don't have to. No, I'm kidding. Uh, we are not able to because we're shadow banned, censored, and uh, you know how that goes. <laughs> when you're proclaiming the truth, there are the powers that be don't like it, so they'll try to shut you down rather than allow uh, debate, what, rather than hearing both sides of an idea or argument or topic. As you know, that's how it happens. So thank you. I mean, the podcast downloads continue to increase, and it's because of you, not us. Um, so many things going on today. We're blessed to have Senator Andre Jacques in studio with us right now. We're going to talk about politics. We're going to talk about government, legislation, um, public schools, and more, 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 more. But first, I have to mention, uh, first of all, be praying for the people in Florida. Um, yeah, there, there's a lot going on right now, but I know the news is maybe not always catching everything. But people have been impacted by this uh, I get Category 4 storm. Wow. Um, so pray for, first of all, the churches down there, our brothers and sisters, our family, the family of God. But also be praying just that God would use this somehow. As he always does, he can. Um, so pray about that. Also, we're just finding more information and different explanations of what happened with the sabotage of the Nord Stream pipelines. Uh, we're going to talk about that probably in segment three today. Um, yeah, I'm hearing so, too many different things. Uh, is it Putin? Is it Russia? Is the U.S. involved? Is the media lying? Is this a pre-October surprise? So... We may get to that just to talk about some details because I don't know all the answers. We're This is brand new. We're getting a lot of information. Um, but first, let's go and uh, let's talk about local, regional, and national politics. We're blessed to have Senator Andre Jacques with us in studio. And uh, he's a representative in the 2nd District in Wisconsin, 2nd State Assembly, I should say. And he's going to be running for the 1st Senate District. We're going to be, we'll have him explain that to us. But he's been working uh, defending the right to life and human dignity, regulatory reform, eliminating barriers to economic development, cutting costs for taxpayers and local government, attacking government waste and public benefit fraud, honoring our veterans, cracking down on domestic violence, human trafficking, and drunk driving. And he's got some fascinating legislation that we're going to talk about that affect that may affect your children in the public schools. Andre, welcome to Stand Up for the Truth, brother. Good morning, David. It's great to be back on the show. Thank yeah, you. sorry it's been so long. It's been crazy. No, no, no. And actually, I should correct you. I'm actually currently the state senator for the first Senate district. Oh, you are currently. So, yeah. So okay. I, I'm uh, completing my first four year term. Okay, so that's right. I that's was right. I was in the second assembly district for for eight years prior. You started eight years in the second assembly. Now you're in the first, and you're running for re-election for the first. Correct. All right, so we got that straight. So we know that we're a nonprofit here, but uh, when I go to the polls, I will be voting for Senator Andre Jacques, and I have been. Um, so, you know, you can't endorse candidates, right? Um, I don't know what the First Amendment is all about, but we should be able to say whatever we want to say, and that should be protected under our Constitution. But uh, we support uh, believers. We support those who are willing to fight for lives of human babies and mothers' wombs and all the way to the elderly, protecting the elderly, the handicapped, those with Down syndrome, even if they're in the womb or out of the womb. We will vote for candidates that uh, want to protect life, religious freedom, that want to protect family, marriage, and sanity, and, uh, of course, um, Andre, you're, you've got a good record where that goes. And um, let's just start with this. Before we get into who has endorsed you, I, I love your record on pro-life issues. And I talked recently to Julaine Appling, Wisconsin Family Council. We're going to talk about that and the injustice of uh, what happened when her offices were bombed, firebombed. No arrests yet. Um, but your health, how are you doing? Because we, we were praying for you. Uh, you had COVID and you were in the hospital for, I think, five weeks. Just 
that was a little scary for a lot of us going, man, this is amazing. Uh, I had COVID for two months. A lot of people can relate. I'm glad you're back. Uh, how's your health? You know, I'm doing well. I'm feeling fantastic. I had a, you know, just a, a regular schedule of events as far as uh, this summer was uh, was concerned. Really, I had to get get right back at it uh, as soon as I got out of the hospital. As soon as I could uh, could jump back into things. Obviously, took some time with family, but uh, you know, I, I do want to thank all the listeners that I, I know were praying for me because, wow, uh, you know, the power of prayer. God's not done with me yet, and uh, you know it. it you know, there, there also is evil in the world. And unfortunately, mm. I, I had some death wishes and voicemails and the like. Of course. Uh, too. And it, it, it's tough on your family when you're, mm. you know, seeing some of the, uh, the things that play out publicly, but, uh, the people that don't wish you well, because I have had different, different health challenges. Uh, you know, I actually, uh, just before that had recovered from, uh, from thyroid cancer and mm. wow. I have, um, you know, been dealing with, uh, well, now I have uh, a CPAP for my sleep apnea, and that was certainly a complicating factor as well. But uh, you know, uh, you know, it, it is it is a shame that there are some folks whose uh, I guess humanity is conditioned on on your political party, and uh, you know, it, it's. Um, but yes, I, I take uh, you know really a great great pride in terms of being able to uh, to be in the role that I am. And to fight for what I believe in, you know, I have a reputation as a, a social and, and cultural and religious conservative, and and that's something that I feel that, uh, you know, that's that's the core of what got me involved in politics. You know, mm. we're we're called to get involved, and yes, uh, salt and light, brother. Absolutely, um, you're a troublemaker. <laughs> you're you're known as a radical conservative, um, but isn't, isn't it interesting the so-called uh, party or side of compassion and tolerance uh, leaves death threats for you. And I, I mean, and I've heard, you know, Jelaine Appling and, and others. Uh, it, it's just really sad. I want to talk to you about one thing. We were very thankful. We were very concerned as um, you were intubated and placed on a ventilator because you had pneumonia when you were in the hospital. So thank God uh, he brought you out of that, protected you. And you brought you back to health because we were, we were very concerned because of what hospitals were doing. These protocols, um, they didn't they didn't need a lot of convincing to just put people on ventilators, and a lot of people died sadly. And there's a lot of injustice there, um, and we don't need to get into that today. But thankfully, you're back and you're here. Praise God for your work. Now, the, one of the things I want to jump right into is um, recently we've had we've been talking to Julaine Appling. And my uh, recent article has been on the Biden Justice Department refusing to arrest pro-abortion terrorists, and we're calling them terrorists. If they can call people on January 6, 2021, who showed up in Washington, D.C. for a rally, most of them, most of them, 95% of them with with good intentions just to show their support uh, for certain principles and, and values, and they show up, and now the media is framing them as domestic terrorists or whatever, Christian nationalists, we need to even define that word. These people that are bombing pro-life pregnancy centers and some churches fire by any Jane's Revenge is even leaving their autograph. I think at least on 18 to 20 they've taken credit for. There are over 100 cases now, Andre. Um, the Biden administration, we know they're pushing the pro-abortion agenda and they're just turning a blind eye. The FBI raided a Catholic brother in Philadelphia the other day, Friday at 7 a.m., Guns drawn, and his children run home because they're homeschooled. Uh, Mark Hauk, I believe his name is. Anyway, let's get back to Jelaine Appling. Um, she had her place firebombed at on May 8th, which I believe was Mother's Day. She said, we have been fully cooperative. This is just, she put out a press release. She's, she's got an offer, a $5,000 reward now. They're offering a reward for any evidence, anything that will bring people to a, a conviction of justice over there in, Wisconsin, in Madison. We have been fully cooperative with all levels of law enforcement, ATF, FBI, and MPD, Madison Police Department. We are not against law enforcement in any way, but we do believe this attack merits aggressive investigation. Wisconsinites deserve to feel safe no matter their political views. Julian Appling. So, Senator Andre Jacques, we are not seeing a fair system of justice, a level playing field. And it's clear when they go after a guy. And the, the, the case in Philadelphia, it's really amazing. Apparently, a Planned Parenthood 
escort was shouting profanities at this man's young son. And all he did was try to push him out of the, get him out of his son's space. And the guy maybe stumbled and fell back. That's, that's not even assault. That's like, hey, put his arm out, get away from my son. And the FBI raided his house, 15 to 20 agents. Now, there's all these violent attacks causing hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of damage across the country, and there's no arrests. Um, Andre, help us understand this from a political or whatever insight you have. Sure. Well, and I think what we are seeing is that there are politically directed investigations, politically directed, you know, police actions as far as, I mean, certainly with Jelaine's uh, situation, um, you have public officials in Dane County that are publicly sympathizing with the fire bombers and, and trying to almost excuse protect them that th- that kind of violent act. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, well, isn't that what we saw on the streets in 2020 across the country where well, cities I, were burning? And that was my my point is that in in Madison, the police officers didn't feel that those same public officials had their backs because they were told to stand down as squad cars were being flipped over and set on fire. Yeah. We had statues dragged through the streets. We had, you know, uh, just about, uh, you know, State Street was, uh, I, I don't know if there was a pane of glass that was left standing. It, it was, wow. uh, you know, repeated the graffiti to the Wisconsin Veterans Museum. Um, you know, and, and, you know, it is interesting because uh, right now there's a Dane County Circuit Court judge that, um, is is essentially the leading progressive running right now for state supreme court, which is a critical race next year for Wisconsin for state Wisconsin state yep. supreme court, and and he has basically said, well, you know, we should be able to decide not to enforce any number of laws on the books. And in this case, he was talking about uh, basically theft. He was talking about uh, you know if it's a big box store, you should be able to walk away with whatever you can carry. And uh, you know, the, is that an emergency situation? No, or any day of the no, week. No, this was this was that shoplifting should no longer be a prosecuted offense. And so this in Dane County, in Dane County. Okay, okay, so just it's, that it's one a, county. It's apparently, <laughs> you know, the, people talk about sanctuary cities. This is apparently the opposite of, uh, you know, I guess it's sanctuary for for burglars. But, yes, for um, thieves. Yeah. Um, now that now this is let's clarify. This is a guy that's running for Wisconsin State Supreme Court. Yeah. Yeah, used to work for the UW, so that... Oh, well, that explains it. <laughs> University of Wisconsin, for those of you listening online across the country, um, Madison has been known to be called uh, Moscow East, Moscow East, mm. and, and other names. Uh, uh, and we had a pastor that, that's actually in Madison, Pastor Jeff Solwald. He says there are there are clear, open communists there, and they're not hiding it anymore. They're not hiding this Communist Party affiliation. Uh, Andre, I know we're digressing a little bit but well, i remember you, you, you have made the point too about you know you have district attorneys who aren't charging uh, sheriffs who aren't arresting uh, abortionists basically people who are violating you know murder statutes yeah um yeah. and um yeah it, it it really is something that mm. needs to be addressed and there is recourse obviously uh, to the governor to fire uh, those People who basically aren't willing to do the job that they signed up for. I want to mention to you listening right now, we're speaking with Wisconsin Senator Andre Jacques, and his website is J-A-C-Q-U-E, Jacques for Senate, the number four, JacquesForSenate.com, JacquesForSenate.com. We'll have his link at StandUpForTheTruth.com in today's blog. You are endorsed by Pro-Life Wisconsin. Wisconsin Family Action, our friend Jelaine Appling and her organization, Wisconsin Right to Life. Just want to get that out there, friends. You know where he stands on issues that are important, and you can't have liberty in the pursuit of happiness if you don't have life, if you're not allowed to be born, okay? And call it what it is. It is murder in mother's wombs. That's one of the commandments. (laughs) What's interesting here, Andre, I want to get your take on this. The language the Democrats are flipping. I hear Nancy Pelosi say it is sinful to restrict abortion. I hear Joe Biden, the uh, 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 um, apparently pro-choice, pro-murder Catholic. I uh, saw there's a press picture, a, a PR picture of him kneeling in a church holding a rosary. Uh, I just think God, that must be a stench in the nostrils of a holy God. I hear Kamala Harris uh, talk about how we need to protect women's 
rights and their fundamental right to choose. So she's obviously pro-abortion, and they're calling us extremists if we want to protect lives and mothers' wombs. So they're trying to reframe this now. They're even using spiritual language like they're the moral ones. What do you think about all this? Well, you know, obviously they're, they're trying to talk about abortion as if it's somehow compassionate to take life from those that maybe wouldn't have the best quality of life or that, that somehow, uh, you know, abortion is saving lives or adding to the quality of life for the mother. And, and the reality is, uh, I mean, well, you know, my opponent actually uh, has a fundraising solicitation that essentially says that my mom should have aborted me. So that's where we're at right now in oh terms of goodness. the level of political discourse in this country. But you look at the definition of abortion in state statute, and really any state, not just Wisconsin, but it makes it pretty clear that you're talking about something where the intent, the only purpose for that act is to kill the child. There is, yep. because, you know, you have the principle of double fact, but, but essentially abortion is not medically necessary to save uh, the mother's life. It, when those actions, those medical procedures are undertaken, those aren't considered medically abortions. And yet, obviously, they're preying on, on confusion, sowing confusion yep. uh, in a lot of ways. And, of course, uh, you know, you have uh, a party that likes to, to claim that it, it supports the downtrodden when the reality is they're openly pushing for discrimination against children on the basis of their conception. Yeah. And and to me, that's just appalling that we are somehow going to uh, hold children accountable for, uh, you know, the actions of their parents. It, it's just... Um, by the way, this thinking, this thinking on the left the, by the Democrat Party leads to euthanasia. It leads to states passing laws that, what, is, what do they call it, compassionate killing or something like that, end-of-life care. Well, that, and, and, and when you, what, you, what you see in terms of all of the, uh, the rhetoric from the left, they're not willing to concede any sort of restrictions on abortion. I mean, when they're asked that question directly, there is nothing that they are willing to do to step back. I mean, they really do want... Abortion, at least right up until the moment that the, the, the child is fully delivered, because we know obviously they've been fine with partial birth abortion before as well. Yeah. But you know, I mean, in terms of what is the the moral difference to, uh, you know, I guess letting letting somebody change their mind after the the child is born too. I don't. It, it's yeah. It, there's it's, there's it's a insane. fine line there, and there. I mean, I remember the former president of Planned Parenthood, Cecile Richards. I was asked, when, when does life begin? And she says, at delivery, at delivery. And we know that's, that goes against the Bible. It goes against science. Let's just remove our source and our authority, the Word of God. Let's remove, let's set that aside for a minute. It goes against science. And, and when a human life starts developing, uh, life at conception, and there, we talked about the other day, Andre, people are, scientists are trying to find a little minuscule evidence of life on Mars, right? And here is a heartbeat starts beating at what? Six weeks or something like that, or earlier, in mother's wombs, and that's not life. Anyway, there's some confusion. Um, we've only got two minutes in the segment, but I want to ask you briefly, you mentioned this guy, people lie in politics about their opponents, there's attack ads. Um, I found this on your website, a, a group admitted that it lied about Jock in attack ad. This is from a couple of years ago, but it's a Madison-based special interest group. They admit, admit that they were caught lying in an ad against you. Um, but here's the problem. When the, the lies go out there, people tend to fall for the lies before they actually hear the truth or the, the okay, an admission that was a lie. We've only got a minute. If you can start explaining that a little bit, and then we'll finish up when we come back. Sure. It's very frustrating because uh, I had more than a half million dollars worth of attack ads on TV that said that somehow I hated clean water. <laughs> and then it splashes a bunch of bill numbers up on the screen. So you would think, oh, there's got to be some legitimacy be behind it. And the reality is none of those bills even had anything to do with water. Wow. It, but But the whole point is to try to make you have to defend something that gets you off message and and it's going to take longer to explain than you know the attack itself so okay yeah. um by the way we are willing to give equal time to your opponent if you know they would ever come on this podcast they are welcome they'll have a tough time debating their demonic platform on this show but we are inviting any democrat to come on as well more on stand up for the truth next 
Your monthly financial support of StandUpForTheTruth.com is needed and appreciated. Now, back to today's Stand Up For The Truth with David Fiorazzo. We're back with Senator Andre Jacques in the first... How do you explain that? You're, you're, you're now in the first... Uh, first dis- state Senate district. district. So first state uh, Senate district. It's a good chunk of northeast Wisconsin. It's all or part of six counties. So it's uh, Doran Kiwani County, northern Manitowoc, northern Calumet, southeastern Outagamie, and southern and eastern Brown County. Okay, I do want to say something. We were talking off air. Um, uh, I had a couple door knockers uh, for the Democrat Party come to my door. And I want to remind you, friends, they're not our enemies. They're not bad people necessarily. They're just flat out wrong on their worldview and on what party they support, in my opinion. So they're not bad people. We should not get in their face. We don't need to do that. We don't need to shut them down like the left often treats Christians and conservatives and Republicans in public debate. We don't need to do that. So I asked them a little bit. Of, but she came to our door and she said, are you interested in, uh, in hearing about um, you know, what's the election coming up? I said, sure. And she says, well, there are two candidates, two new candidates, I think she said, running. And I said, okay. But she said, well, I just want to say first up that they're Democrats. I said, okay, I'm not really interested um, and she said, can I ask why? I said, yeah, I, I oppose practically everything that that platform represents, the Democrat Party platform. We've often called it demonic because you can put, you know, murder, the trans agenda, the LGBTQ. If you've got to remove God and his existence, you've got to remove that man was created male and female. You've got to remove Jesus defining marriage, family, the church, and religious freedom. And, and the left just doesn't care about these. Actually, they do care. So, Andre, I want to just get your thoughts on that. She was promoting, uh, apparently, two newer candidates, but the Democrats are knocking on doors. So I just want to make people aware. Have these conversations. Try to find out what they believe in. I, I should have kept the woman a little bit longer to say, well, why do you support that, that platform? Because if you can remove the personality, like they're making it about Trump, right, the media is, the personality, if you can change it to policy and platform and procedure and talk on those lines, Maybe you can get more information, and maybe we can change a mind or two. What do you think? Well, you know, certainly I've been able to work with my Democratic colleagues on any number of pieces of legislation. You know, I did have 24 that were signed into law this last session, which was more than anybody else I've, I've had, uh, you know, whether it is on uh, clean water and the environment or uh, veterans' issues or uh, Thank you. A, a whole number of things that, you know, obviously I'm willing to work with anyone, um, but there's going to be some areas – where you just can't agree. And when it comes to, you know, those culturally significant issues, you know, there really aren't conservative Democrats left. Certainly on, on you know, there aren't pro-life Democrats. I can't remember the last time that I saw a, a Democrat for at least any sort of uh, state legislative office or above that had any pro-life endorsement. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it, it is something that, um, you know, just, you know, go back a decade or two and, you had half a dozen that actually were serving in the legislature from different parts of the state. Um, But now uh, they've just been kind of chased out of the party. They're still uh, culturally conservative Democratic voters that, uh, you know, but as far as their office holders, Mm -hmm. for the most part, now there might be some exceptions uh, in terms of some of the county constitutional officers and and the like. But um, it, it is something where, you know, you look at Marxism and, you know, Communism, socialism, or or just the uh, the you know the march onward of progressives to kind of demonize religion and yep. Christianity in particular. That's why you're hearing the term Christian nationalist now. Right, as, as evil a, pra- prayer apparently is a dangerous weapon. Which you know, frankly, I agree. It, it, <laughs> it, it, it is against the devil. I mean, we need a good exorcism at the Capitol every now and again. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, it, it is. Uh, it's amazing. Um, you know, and, and, you know, we do have, as you were saying before, uh, kind of this denial of science in, in a lot of respects. I mean, we have people that, that are basically saying that uh, we are our own gods and can, you know, come up with our own interpretation of what is gender, what is a woman, what is, you know, things that yep. we have, you know, very concrete biological answers for. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, it is something where, um, but yeah, as far as the outreach of the parties, um, I I guess I've, I've, uh, I've 
found it increasingly more difficult to find uh, colleagues in the other uh, on the across the aisle that are willing to even tolerate uh, you know religious beliefs. Without. The biblical worldview. Well, because yeah. there are, there are folks that uh, you know when a, when a prayer is being uh, said over a legislative proceeding, they will uh, they'll leave the chamber. Uh, I mean, we we actually wow, have that offensive. Well, there there yeah, uh, there, there's a couple uh, actually avowed communists that are going to be uh, elected to the state assembly this fall because they're unopposed down in the Milwaukee area. Did you hear uh, that, guys? I mean, they're not hiding it anymore. We've been saying this for a decade or more, uh, but it's, it happened way before that. Uh, by the way, you mentioned about science and their stance. It's interesting. Do you remember Paul Harvey, 1965? He, he had a really brilliant broadcast called If I Were the Devil. One of the things he said that the left would do, the enemy would do, is to deify science. And look what happened during COVID. I mean, look what, how they view uh, human life. It's just really amazing that trust the, quote, science. We've got to put that in quotes now. But I do want to mention, Andre, that we've got uh, get-out-the-vote efforts across the country, thankfully. Uh, Faith and Freedom Coalition, they're trying to reach out to voters in 24 states using direct mail, phone messages, door knocking. They want to reach millions of voters. And here's what they said. A single race in a single state could determine control of the 50-50 U.S. Senate, where Democrats are predicted by current polling to maintain control. Your thoughts on that? Well, certainly uh, control of the Senate is is critical, although... Uh, we're still going to have two more years of the Biden administration regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and certainly things are looking a little bit better in the House of Representatives, and you only need, uh, I guess, one chamber to be able to kind of force a, a stalemate, I, I suppose. Um, but that is also something where if the if the Senate is not going to flip to Republican control, I think you might see an effort by Democrats to uh, – Try to pick off a couple Republican senators and force votes on a few bills, and might succeed on that in kind of the the lame duck session before mm-hmm. uh, before new Congress is sworn in. But um, yeah, I mean it, it it's a very very uh, close battle right now for for U.S. Senate. Obviously, uh, here in Wisconsin, we have Ron Johnson running for uh, for reelection. God one bless of the top, him. One of the top targets. Yep, yep, and they are targeting him. I've seen lying ads already on television about him and you know you can always just see when that comes up that shows them in not in a positive light and then this voice comes in ron johnson hates people uh, whatever they say you know yeah i know he used the, the tagline <laughs> next they're going to say that i hate puppies and children yeah, yeah, exactly and, and, and yeah. you know that is something where uh you know the sound bites and in, in 30 second ads are, are intended to uh to dehumanize folks and to grab something that is taken completely out of context. Yep. And, um, you know, again, something that has a, a very simple explanation, but it would take longer than, than 30 seconds to explain is, is what they'll grab. So. I want to get to our next topic. Before I do, I just want to read Vicki McKenna's endorsement of you, Senator Andre Jock. She said, I've never heard you walk back a core belief that you've had. I've never heard you fear explaining conservative principles. You do it with confidence and you do it with a smile on your face. Andre Jacques stands up for the district. He stands up for his principles. He stands up for his constituents. So that's Vicki McKenna. Um, I could go on on just what's on your website. I, I'm thankful for just some of the things you've been involved in your efforts. Wisconsin Coalition Against Domestic Violence. Uh, you got the Legislative Champion Award. You've served as a board member on the Wisconsin Council on Domestic Abuse. Green Bay Area Crime Stoppers, a foundation which also on a, a foundation which provides assistance for families with disabled children. Thank you. Um, also, you you worked collaboratively to root out government waste and do other things. But one thing I want to get to is, by the way, Wisconsin Family Council. You won the legislature legislator of the year award. Um, Critical race theory, transgender ideology in the public schools. You mentioned something before we got on the podcast today that you've worked on legislation in this area, and parents, Andre, do not fully understand their rights when it comes to opting out their children. Please explain that to us and what you've worked on. Yeah, and, and that's certainly critical is for parents to be involved in their child's education, be aware of what's going on. I think certainly uh, during COVID when you had so much virtual instruction, there was maybe even – uh, some additional awareness with 
things that were being sent home, uh, you know, some of the, the actual uh, virtual instruction plans that were that were shared. Um, you know, some of the uh, you know the, the hot mic type uh, yeah. type moments that parents became aware of, and and certainly uh, there is this uh, curriculum which, you know, as a as a policymaker, I've been aware of for some time because uh, one of the first things that we were able to do when I was in office was reverse uh, Planned Parenthood had essentially written the sex ed curriculum. For the state of Wisconsin, how is that possible? And, they're they're a nonprofit, allegedly, right? They make over a, a a billion dollars in revenue, but how is that possible when they're in Planned Parenthood, who wants young girls to experiment with and boys to experiment with the sex and get pregnant? Now they're doing hormones for transgenders. How are they involved in sex ed curriculum? Well, and that's just it. I mean, they were given this this open door, and certainly we're still seeing it in terms of uh, you know Wauwatosa is just there was the. Uh, uh, Kind of the curve, uh, um, basically children being told to purchase sex toys as part of their lesson plan, and some of the things that are just—I mean, it, it seems like we're in an alternate reality with uh, how how far it's gotten and and what we've normalized in terms of you know things yes. that would would otherwise have been you know considered uh, child sexual abuse just just a few years ago. Yep, uh, it's, we've come. It's Romans 1. Yeah. Romans 1. God gave them over to a depraved mind. And there is this delusion out there. Um, it really is amazing. But when there are deceivers and there are those who are deceived. But it's sad when people you know around you have been deceived. They're not purposely out there. They don't have an agenda, many of them. But they're the ones that are deceived. And you're going, wow, how could you really fall for this? But like you said, Andre, it's been normalized by the media, by the, the left, by the you know, public education system. So tell us about the... Um, well, well and, and just to follow up on yeah. that. So, I mean, obviously, you know, we're looking at uh, schools as parents and teachers as parents in terms of, uh, you know, the, the ideology that, that is uh, coming through in the classroom. But um, one of my Democratic colleagues from the Fox Valley, who happens to be the I guess, vice chair of the state Democratic Party, uh, but state representative from Appleton, uh, actually publicly said, if you want to say in your child's education, homeschool or, you know, pay for private tuition, essentially that, you know, the public schools are are their domain. And, uh, you know, really kind of hits home the importance of school board elections and yes. making sure that we are protecting uh, children that are vulnerable simply because nobody is watching, you know, some of these more uh, extreme elements that are trying to indoctrinate children with a, a leftist viewpoint. Okay, um, I want to get back to critical race theory, uh, and you mentioned legislation, but you mentioned elections. Be, we got to get this out of the way. This question, because um, a lot of people have been disillusioned on uh, about election integrity and do their votes count? Some people believe their votes don't count anymore. This is a very serious situation in our country. There's fraud, and what level can be debated? And what happened in 2020 is actually astounding. To many of us, but um, uh, what do you say to them to encourage them to continue to use their right to vote? That is their voice. When you hear these kinds of statements, I just don't think our vote counts anymore. Well, I, I think our votes certainly count. I think you know the question is, do they count equally when you're dealing with Madison and Milwaukee and those areas that have you know shown that if you don't have somebody watching over their shoulder. Uh, there's going to be a, a, just a difference in terms of the way that uh, election rules are administered. And, and we had, you know, whether that was with the indefinitely confined or the ballot collection yeah. or uh, just the way that the ballots are counted. I mean, I, I've kind of referred to it before as the fox guarding the hen house. I, I mean, yes. I, if, you, if you go back to the 2000 elections, I remember there was an audit of the Milwaukee County Election Commission. In 2000? In 2000, you know, very close presidential Bush race between Bush and Gore. Yeah. Uh, Gore won the state, but you also had uh, larger than the uh, you know, kind of the the, the the margin difference there. Uh, One hundred and ten thousand more ballots were recorded as having been cast than Milwaukee <laughs> County had people listed as having cast them. Wow! And, and there was never often. an explanation for that other than well, people must have been really busy on election day. But you know, to to have that that level, of, I, I mean, there's it's, there's a that's a red flag that. 
they don't. It's, it's so frustrating that those things don't get followed up on or well, investigated. And 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 then you even have uh, so right now there's this whole issue with guardianship, and we have individuals that um, you know basically they have an elderly parent uh, or somebody that uh, you know is in an institution. They were adjudicated that they uh, you know should not be casting about. Maybe they're they're non communicative. Maybe they're they're just you know. Uh, it, it's something where uh, they're not supposed to be voting by by court order, and yet they go online and they find out that, that at the, the the place where they live they haven't missed an election in the last ten years. And I have constituents that have that have pointed this out, and we have a state elections commission that has kind of refused to take action. So that's that's one of the things that I've you know sent a letter with a number of my colleagues on that issue in particular uh, recently. But uh, I mean certainly. Uh, you know, people talk about, you know, trying to overwhelm the, the fraud that, that, that does exist. And, uh, I mean, I do think that we have election officials that do a fantastic job. And certainly Many in the state of Wisconsin, uh, it's not, you know, a concern except we, we see just here in the Green Bay area. I mean, you had, uh, the mayor who, for, for political purposes, essentially, chose to shut down 30-some polling places down to two and re- rejected... During COVID, right? Re- rejected the help of the National Guard, a civil affairs battalion that was specifically trained, took the same elections training as everybody else. Heck, they're, they're trained to be able to run elections in foreign countries yeah. under, under duress, and yet the mayor is saying, well, they're untrained and it could be too stressful for them. And, you know, wow. instead they're, they're sitting home when they were activated for that purpose. And, and I mean, instead, who's, who is operating our elections? Democratic operatives, like yep. his chief of staff, uh, yeah, chief of staff that he brought in. Um, you know, the, uh, of course he had the, the Zuckerbucks, the nonprofit, uh, entities that, uh, were, were funded left of center. And, oh my you know, goodness. Yeah. Speaking of Zucker, Zucker. Um, we could talk about Facebook and what they did to suppress certain stories, uh, Hunter Biden and China, all these other things. But anyway, we won't get maybe into that. But I want to find out, and a lot of people want to find out, Andre, if you have any insight on how dead people end up voting. Also, we're going to get back to the homeschooling movement. It is booming, and CRT and trans ideology are two of the reasons. Next on Stand Up For The Truth. Thank you for listening and sharing today's show via StandUpForTheTruth.com slash podcast. Now, back to Stand Up For The Truth. Here's David Fiorazzo. Senator Andre Jacques is with us today. He is running for the first Senate district re-election, right? Did I say that right? Re-election? Yep. To the first Senate district in Wisconsin. If you're, We have listeners from 30-plus states, so it's nice to hear uh, someone come in studio and be able to talk about some of these things. And, I, and I'm very appreciative of the way that you can just shoot straight with us. You know, you don't have to pull any punches on a program called Stand Up for the Truth. So um, we're going to get to the homeschooling movement in a minute and CRT and your legislation. But people do want to know, how is it possible that dead people end up voting? I mean, that's it's, it's a question. It's like we don't understand how that happens. In some cases, a lot of dead people. Do you know? <laughs> Come on, give us some inside sure. scoop. Uh, let me give so uh <laughs> one of the ways is that uh I guess you would think that uh the state elections commission should be able to have some control over the voter rolls and remove dead people from the rolls after we're aware that they've died because there is something called the death master file. I mean, social security office keeps track of who's alive and who isn't because <laughs> we have things like life insurance and Taxes and everything else yeah. that kind of depend on that information. And, uh, and so it's not a hard thing for the state to get access to that information and to remove those individuals from the voter rolls that happens in states all across the country. Not in Wisconsin because we basically leave that up to local clerks. So again, oh, if boy. you have clerks in Milwaukee County, <laughs> Dane County, yep. uh, so that is one of the bills actually that, uh, uh, I had uh, was the lead Senate author of this last session to uh, now again, Governor Evers was not going to allow for any of these reforms to take place. Of but, course, but it was it was going to require that that list be be used in a timely fashion to make sure that we have accurate rolls at the time that the election rolls around. But we we also have uh, kind of different interstate agreements that really haven't been utilized as far as 
uh, folks that might be double voting or, you know, the, there, there are questions that remain as far as how people get from the inactive list back to the active list. And, well, uh, that's, an, that's a question for, for someone who is dead. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's not their question. This is our question about the dead. Uh, <laughs> um, so they're on the, let's just say in most states they are still on the voter rolls. Okay, they're still maybe listed. How do they end up voting? Well, obviously somebody is voting for them. Okay, I yeah. mean that's just what I, most I don't know. I, I see those. I see those blue signs that say uh, "Vote for Democrats." They vote for us. I, I guess the concern is that the Democrats might still be voting for for them after they've passed. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you, you almost have to laugh. We know it goes on. We know it is a human-driven effort. The machines and the 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 technology that has the voter information don't suddenly send their information to the polls and vote and check off boxes. So let's go back to your legislation. Critical race theory, transgender ideology has been rampant across the country in public schools. It just didn't happen overnight. It was planted. It's been moving for quite some many years. But finally, we see some parents going to, to uh, student, I mean, uh, school board meetings. You worked on legislation. Tell us about that because parents really need to know uh, what's going on, what they can do. Yeah, well, certainly, uh, you know, you look at uh, critical race theory and this whole idea that uh, people are intrinsically racist as a result of their skin color, their ethnic background, uh, just basically trying to say that, that we are no more than whatever labels people want to project on us um, and you know, just the implications that that has uh, societally, uh, in terms of telling people that they can't achieve more because of, you know, that, that, that things that are merit-based are intrinsically racist or that, uh, you know, it just, it, it's such a damaging concept. But when, you know, we look to have Wisconsin, uh, you know, basically end critical race theory and it's something that, that actually kind of started with some academics that, again, from the UW, <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, they'll say, well, this isn't being taught in Wisconsin. This isn't happening. Yeah. And, it, you know, you, you get kind of this cognitive dissonance where, uh, <laughs> yes. this isn't happening, but it's great that it is because at the same time they'll say, oh, but these <laughs> concepts are sound. And of course we had hundreds of teachers in Wisconsin that signed this petition that said, yes, we are teaching critical race theory yep. and we're going to keep teaching critical race theory whether you pass this or not. You're going to have to stop us. You're going to have to pull us out of the classrooms. Wow. Because it's that critical that we, that we teach this worldview. And that's, uh, I mean, the reality is you have the, uh, well, the state, uh, the, the nation's largest teachers union that is dedicating significant money and staff towards making this a nationwide, you know, push to, to the NEA. Sure. Uh, yes. Yeah. We played some audio clips from their convention of, I think, Becky Pringle saying, and it, it, she was promoting Marxism. And what is critical race theory? First of all, America is an evil racist, you know, country and it's got to be dismantled. But critical race theory, Marxist, one of the principles is you pit, you divide people. It's the oppressor versus the oppressed. And so that's the education in quotes that they're trying to uh, promote. Did I get that right? Did I was I clear on that? The yeah. oppressor versus the oppressed. It's a Marxist principle, and this is what the critical race theory is. Well, and and certainly, you know, I've had uh, parents in in uh, you know kind of uh, you know split uh, split households in terms of ethnicity, where they're basically being you know the kids are being taught that one of their parents is an oppressor. <laughs> you know, just uh, by virtue of you know what they're yeah. and it's. It's very sad. Okay, Andre, let's move on nationally because uh, we we've only got less than 10 minutes here in the podcast. Um, we know a lot of Joe Biden's executive orders. He signed more in his first year uh, since 1970, any president since 1970. But those executive orders have so far cost apparently uh, taxpayers up to $1.5 trillion. Let's talk about their goal when it comes to making people rely on government. We talked about this during the break. Biden looks, this is the headline, Biden looks to end hunger in the U.S. by 2030. Wow, that sounds great. Andre, that's great. No hunger in our inner cities. People will be taken off the streets. People will be fed and clothed and helped. But no, that's not what happens because they're using uh, an expansion of monthly benefits that help low-income Americans buy food. They're, how do they do that? It's going to cost money. Price levels, let's just talk about price levels between 
August 2021 and August 2022, they rose 8.3%, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Prices for food have increased 11.4% over that period. Now, Lyndon Johnson, the Great Society, he said, we're going to eradicate poverty. And he could have said, yeah, we're going to end hunger in the U.S. What happened was he ballooned the federal government, the Great Society, the most massive legislation, the taxpayer dollars um, went to fund federal programs, and have the inner cities been helped? No, they've been hurt. More young people rely on government. The black family's been damaged dramatically. Uh, there have been more single moms now on welfare, and that's by design. Andre, take this wherever you want to take it. Sure. You know, that is actually one of the areas that I've uh, I've worked on is these benefit cliffs where, I mean, the way that government actually structures their help for individuals uh, actually leaves families worse off. Uh, and it, it is something that um, there are, well, unfortunately, restrictions that the federal government makes states uh, sign away their rights on the dotted line when they choose to administer some of these federal programs. And uh, That's and, an important. And you, you basically uh, are mm. creating an impediment to that hand up as opposed to a handout. Mm. And instead you have, uh, you know, people talk about how, like, under Obama you had the expansion of, uh, the food share program for, you know, all the college students didn't have to eat ramen anymore. You know, the easy, easy marketing pitch, right? Um, but yeah, this whole idea of making government more powerful, you know, you, of course you're familiar with the quote, you know, the government big enough to give you everything you want is big enough to take away everything that you have. Yes. And, uh, you know, they're really this, this whole usurping the role of the community, of churches, of, uh, you know, Society, it, 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 you know, certainly government is not nearly as efficient. And it, we've seen that just in, even in terms of disaster relief where they start handing out, you know, these preloaded gift cards or whatever. And we, then we find out how, you know, essentially they fall into the hands of, uh, you know, gang lords that are <laughs> criminals. Yeah. 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 Um, really quick. Um, we're down to about five, six minutes here. Um, the Biden administration. As they're trying to recruit voters. So uh, you've got to get the young people, and they've done a great job of that. It's, it's evil, friends. I'll say that, but they've done a great job of reaching these younger generations through technology, through social media, through the education system in America, and, of course, the university system. Biden wants to cancel student debt using taxpayer money to do that. Did you go to college, and did you pay off student debt? Yeah, I uh, I. Paid my own way through college. Yeah, so, so I mean, let's 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 set aside the fact that you're a state senator in Wisconsin. You, how do you feel about say, wait, I worked hard and paid mine off, and because there's millions of Americans just like you, Andre, who worked hard, went through school, paid it off, and now they're using our tax dollars to give some college students. Well, it, it a is break. it is obviously a blatant political bribe. Right. I, I mean, that's right. that's what we're seeing, and, and you know. When it's all sorted out in terms of what the actual effects are, and, and might not even be uh, helping some of the people that think that they're going to get uh, this this government payday, but the reality is that, uh, yeah, I, I mean, people are saying, you know, my my mortgage identifies as a student loan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, it's one of those things that, uh, yeah, this is, uh, you know, it's pandering to obviously, you, you know. One of those those constituencies that they're trying to buy votes for, uh, from and and uh, yeah, I uh, <laughs> and that's how do you stop this? We can vote, we can pray, we can vote. How do you stop this? Because there, there's these policies. What's what what's been coming down from the Biden administration has been absolutely stunning, and it seems like there's not enough resistance, maybe even from our Repu- your Republican, you know, colleagues. You know, in the Senate, and where are those voices saying, "Wait a minute, we've got to at least slow this this train of high spending"? These are socialist socialist policies, and you're going that, that. Well, you can't stop it. No, we must be able to do something. Yeah. Well, I mean, unfortunately, our backstop in many cases is the court because that's supposed to mediate disputes between the executive and the legislative branch. But you have many times, and this happened under Obama. It's certainly happening under Biden, where they will actually say. People want me to just go ahead and do this, cancel student debt, whatever. I can't do it. I'm not, you know, able to. And then they go ahead and do the exact thing yeah. 
that they had earlier said that they didn't have the power to do. Didn't Nancy Pelosi say that, that the president doesn't have the power power to do that? Yeah. And then Biden does it anyway. How do, is that constitutional? Well, it, it's, it's not, but it, it's something that. <laughs> but it doesn't matter today, right? It's, 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 an, it's until, you know, I, I, it's kind of like, uh, you know, until somebody, until somebody stops you, you're going to be able to <laughs> do whatever you want, I guess. And that's, uh, so yeah, hopefully, uh, I mean, and sometimes it takes quite a while for, uh, for the courts to correct some of these issues, but. So, Andre, one of the things we can do to stop the madness, obviously, is your free speech friends raise awareness about the policies, platforms, procedures, but also to vote. That's one of the biggest things you can do. Um, what counties, what areas, again, are, do you have uh, influence in? Sure. So uh, I represent Door and Kiwanee counties entirely, and then uh, northern Manitowoc, so kind of that two rivers, Michigan and, and north. Uh, I've got uh, Northern Calumet, so uh, Brilliant, Hilbert, Potter, Sherwood, Harrison. I've got uh, Southeastern Outagamey, uh, so uh, Kimberly Combined Locks. I have a little bit of the Appleton area uh, and uh, yeah, well, all the Darboy areas of Buchanan as well. And then uh, Brown County, Southern and Eastern Brown. So here in De Pere is where I live. Yes. And uh, now I've got all of the city of De Pere and uh, go down to Wrightstown and a number of the, the surrounding townships here in uh well, we are thankful to have you. Um, I, I wish there were more like you. We th- I think of the Ron Johnsons. I think of the Rand Pauls. I think of the, the Ted Cruz's. I think of the Josh Hawley's. And there's so many uh, good men fighting for sanity, conservative principles and values, family, um, f- religious freedom. These are such important issues to people. Um, so your website again, would you share that for us? Sure. It's Jacques, the number four, Senate.com. Uh, yeah. So we're going to have to continue this conversation. I mean, we, we sped through a lot of these topics, friends, and understand we, there's so much we could address and we just, we have less than an hour. So, um, brother, we, we are supporting you. We pray for you and, uh, God willing, we'll uh, see you for a long, long time representing Wisconsin. So thank you. Thank you, sir. All right. God bless. Um, so tomorrow, guys, uh, we, we've got Mary Danielson in studio. She's with Calvary Chapel. In Appleton, we're talking about you. You hear right before the podcast, if you're listening online, you hear what we call two minute warnings. That's hers, actually. She puts those together for just two minutes. She takes a worldview issue, something that's happening, whether that be U.S., whether that be globalism, whether that be false teachings in the church, uh, whatever it is. I mean, she puts it into two minutes and does those so well. We're going to talk about a lot of issues tomorrow. And no topic off limits as always. So that's tomorrow. Thank you guys so very much. A loaded week next week as well. In fact, one of the shows, we've got a pastor coming on whose father was a Freemason. So we're going to talk about Freemasonry. What that is, uh, it's really the focus is on works, how that differentiates from Christianity, and how easily some people fall into that. And uh, that's going to be an exciting podcast to me anyway. It's great to get back to some of the religious teachings that are false and the things that take you away from the Bible and the biblical worldview. But thanks, guys. God bless you. And as always, keep speaking the truth about things that matter.